razón El tiempo pasó, me arrepentí Ahora pediré tu perdón Mi indecisión causó el gran error Me Hello, everybody. Welcome to We View Yasha, the podcast, blah, blah, blah. You know the drill. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. We're here to talk about episode 23, Kagome's Voice and Kikio's Kiss. Much more apt title than the previous one. Indeed. No confusing wicked smiles. Straight into the point. But uh, we're about to talk about an episode that uh, the plot doesn't move ahead, but there is a lot going on within the background, the subtext, if you will, depending on how you feel about Inuyasha, Kagome, and Kikyo, who you ship, who you dislike. What's the opposite of ship? Is there an opposite where you just want characters to never... Oh, I don't know. Never be together? Like Kira and Relina from Gender Lee. <laughs> Tell me never more about that. Never them together. Don't want them ever to be together. Did the show put them together? Kind of. Not, I mean, they didn't like shove it in your face, but it was kind of like, kind of. There's an you option. You could tell she like totally had the hot for him. It's like when friends briefly, oh, I think only in one episode, they were like uh, Rachel and Chandler, maybe. Oh, it was like that flashback where yes. everyone like almost hooked up with all different people. Yes. And then they decide, no, we're friends. None of this is the rule. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And uh, our viewers were like, no, not Chandler and Rachel. Dang. That's weird. Rachel got around, didn't she? Well, she was the hot one in the group. Well, like thing, Joey, and Yeah. The Joey thing was, I think, about where I stopped watching. I mean, it had been kind of going downhill for a bit, but... We're not here to talk about friends. There are plenty of podcasts about friends you could all look up. And um, Frasier, oddly enough. There are some Frasier podcasts. Huh? Toss Out and Scrambled Eggs, I think, is the name. Oh, how Frasier cute. Podcast. Matt Myra runs it, and he seems very knowledgeable about the show. Hmm. He's a Gen Xer, so. Oh, yeah, get on that. Also going to shout out Big Orange Couch, the Nickelodeon podcast, where they talk about 90s Nickelodeon. Oh. I just found it. Get on that. You a look skeptical. Oh. Not all of Nicktoons. Are Nicktoons or like Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon shows? in general. So Adventures of Pete and Pete. Talking Rugrats. Mm -hmm. Talking Ren and Stimpy. Talking mm -hmm. Doug. Rocco. Mm -hmm. uh, they've mentioned Rocket Power a few times, which no thanks. They hate Cat Dog, but they do mention Cat Dog few times uh, are you afraid of the dark oh that's their favorite uh, or yeah. their second favorite they love pete and pete is their favorite yeah i never watched that regularly i was like i just never caught it at the right time but when i was the episodes i did watch i liked yeah, well it sounds like after you finish Bacano, that's going to be your next borrow and i promise it's better than alien nine you have pete and pete yeah the first what? two seasons yeah how did i not see that i don't know I think I just pointed at the anime on the oh, shelf and you just looked at that. Okay. Well, shoot. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And when I buy Clarissa, I'll let you oh, know about that. Clarissa explains it all. Yeah. I forgot. That was on Nick? Yeah. That was on TCIF? No, that was on Nickelodeon. Hmm. I like that so too. Yep. 
Roundhouse. Uh, they dislike Roundhouse, uh, sadly. It's one of their more insane opinions. I, over, uh, for a, a sketch comedy? Yeah. For younger people? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was sketch comedy slash music because they do musical oh, numbers. Right. And all that was more Saturday Night Live for kids. Yeah, all that was good too. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And who? Uh, what was the spinoff of all that? Was it the Amanda Bynes show? Oh, it was the Good Burger. Oh, well, yeah, Good Burger as well. Amanda Bynes was on all that? I think so. Could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Am I thinking of Michelle Trachtenberg? Mm-hmm. Write us in, listeners. I, I was Keenan. Oh. <laughs> I knew Keenan and Kel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Keenan and Kel is the real spinoff. There's oh, my, yeah. my brother and me. They mentioned Gullah Gullah Island, and I was like, I remember that, but why didn't I never watch? Oh, Nick Jr., right. It's on Nick Jr. Ah, what interesting. Big Orange Couch. Check it out. They just started this year, so get in on the ground floor, everybody. (laughs) All right, where's that paycheck? Thank you. (laughs) Put it in my pocket. Let's talk about Kagome's voice and Kikyo's kiss. We see Inuyasha has arrived at the lake where... Kikio once was. Yeah. <laughs> and to no one's surprise, she is not there anymore. <laughs> Serves as a pretty poor story way to get Inuyasha away from Kagome for a short period of time. Because he finds the hair and then goes right back in the opposite direction. Oh, her little hair wrap. Yeah. Maybe if they had had a brief him talking to the little girl while she was there, the scene would have made more sense. But really, Inuyasha needs to like not just run away whenever something happens well <laughs> if he had stayed there for five more minutes they would have seen the souls he it's and kagome could have gone together into the bubble and uh, approached kikyo united well i don't know if kikyo would have let them in well well i i mean she kagome could have gotten in but yeah. she does just allow inuyasha to enter after she's <laughs> awakened and set yeah. on getting vengeance. As Kagome approaches the tree, Kikio stirs. She says, How did you get through my barrier? And Kagome's like, Yeah. Yeah. Kagome says, Could you return those souls, please? <laughs> Saying the exact same thing the priest did. Uh, Kikio asks of Inuyasha. Yeah, she don't beat around a bunch. What is he to you? He touches her on the forehead. Yeah, really doesn't. She's like, what is? And then before she can even answer, she's like, you're in the way. You're in my way. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and Inuyasha follows the souls and finds the barrier. And that's when the opens up. Yeah. And allows him to enter. Yes. And after she touches Kagome, she gets all glowy mm-hmm. and gets tied to a tree with a soul carrier. Yep. She is frozen. And unable to be heard. Or seen. Or seen. But she uh, can speak to Kikio and says, uh, of, of course, that Naraku was the one who uh, caused the two of them. Maybe she doesn't use the name, but somebody tricked you. Uh, Inuyasha did not try to kill you. It was somebody else. Mm-hmm. I think she does say, or maybe it's a little later. I think it says they're sinking into hell. She says, Naraku did this. Right. But uh, Kikyo does not care. No. 
wishes uh, to punish Inuyasha. If he must love me, then love my hatred. Something like that. But Inuyasha arrives, does not see Kagome, and he confesses how much he thought about Kikyo this whole time. Yes, every day. And poor Kagome is very sad about all of this, even though she's like, well, I, we weren't really dating. And... Yeah, why, why am I so upset about this? Yeah. It's not like she's my boyfriend. I think her she's... true feelings are kind of right. she's starting to recognize. This is everybody not stating what they want until it's too late. <laughs> uh, and I think that actually... I think um, that confession from Inuyasha changes Kikyo's mind. Yeah. I don't think um, she's consumed by her hatred for Inuyasha anymore. Um, and she just wants to be with him. Yeah, okay. Because really, she stops trying to kill him, per se. Inuyasha's trying to drag him to hell, but it was to be together. Yes. Because uh, she can't. Okay. I mean, like the monk said, this isn't. I think even she says this. I think I wrote it down. The dead want to live. Yes. And she can't. Time goes on for the living, and for her, time will always be stopped. Mm -hmm. That's good. I didn't consider that, that her mind has been changed. I had assumed that this was her plan from the beginning, but I'm convinced that it does make sense that this is what melts through her, and when she kisses him, it's genuine. It's not yeah. to trick him. Right. And she even says, my feelings, when our lips touch, that was real. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't just trying to distract him. Yes. And because she is a wandering soul, I think you're right that the way to express that love is no longer the human way. It is the let's go to the underworld together and be yeah, together I mean, forever. In her heart, in her little clay chest, <laughs> she knows yes. she's not meant for that world, but she... She's wanted to be with Inuyasha. That's why she followed him into death. She, They want mm -hmm. to be together, and she knows they're not going to be able to be together on Earth. Right. But I'm going to ask you this right now. Inuyasha's unconscious because of this. Do you think? Yeah. I guess so. We don't really <laughs> know why he falls asleep. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I don't think she really casts a spell. Yeah, it must be just whatever she's done. This is why I thought this was all part of her plan, that she makes him unconscious so that she can kill him. Um, I don't know. Because, hmm. you know, she wants his revenge. She's more of a fight kind of guy instead of a, well, we'll let Naraka get away with it as long as we can be together. Hmm. But on the other hand, I don't know. He seems very genuine. Yes. to see her and be with her. Mm -hmm. And if that was the way for them to be together, I don't know, I can see it both ways. Yeah, all, all roads lead back to him being very protective of the women in his life. I think those are his mother issues coming through. And from that flashback, we see that Kikyo has gotten through to him more than anybody has. So I think this final confession would have been, let's die together. And the fact that Naraku's still around would have been the only thing to stop him. And he might have tried to convince her, like, let's do this thing together. And then... Yeah. Yeah. 
But none of that happens because he's unconscious for whatever yeah. reason. And uh, I think this is where I started. I had a shift in gears. <laughs> you did. I was going to ask that. <laughs> I did. This wasn't the episode I was thinking that makes me cry. Because there's another one coming up. Ooh. But, um, yeah, this one, well, maybe we should save that and just finish the episode. And okay, go into sure. The... Yeah, keep them in your back pocket. Um, but as Kikio begins to drag him into hell where they can be together forever, uh, Kagome makes a plea. It's like, save him. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, he wants to avenge your life. And yeah. I believe this is where she mentions Naraka's yes. name. And that's where K- or Kikio makes it. She, she doesn't want revenge. Mm-hmm. And she says, what good is that going to do me? It won't bring me back to life. I'm still going to be in this body. I still am not going to be with. What's it going to fix? Yeah. This is the best way. This is all I really want is him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kagome just keeps yelling. Yeah, because, you know, if he, were, if he were conscious, you know he wouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Kagome yells what I'm going to call the unbinding word. And <laughs> don't touch him. And that is uh, one of the many, many times. We're gonna have to watch that Inuyasha Kagome. Oh yeah. <laughs> Kagome Inuyasha. Yeah, they say it a lot in this one, but it does it. It kills all of the soul carriers. It like releases all of the souls into the pit. No. Oh wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. wait. I just can't remember what happens. She's to still this. not awake. She says something, and it does start releasing the souls out of uh, Kikyo. Yeah. And she's like, ah. I need to hurry up and drag Inuyasha yeah. to hell because she starts to drag him further. I can't keep my soul in this body when this girl's around. And uh, Kagome yells at Inuyasha's name, which wakes him up. And that, okay, he cuts apart the soul snakes. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, he sees his, like, Kagome. Oh, no, she's tied up. <laughs> and leaps to her rescue without yeah. a second thought. And then poor Kikyo. Heartbroken. He choose this girl over me. Is she more dear to you than I am? Yes. Well, if uh, he had been awake, you might have been able to find that out. If you hadn't <laughs> kept her quiet this whole time, maybe you would have known. Anyway, Kikio uh, floats away with the remaining souls yeah, and disappears. She's not going to hell by herself. <laughs> but she realizes she is. She's not going to get anywhere else right now. This is so sad. Yeah, I know. I'm lonely. Yeah, I know. But, uh, Awkward. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kagome, uh, having seen all of this, is... let them know. Yeah. I saw it. I saw everything. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, what? Uh, everything? Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> I heard everything and I saw everything. Yeah, she's trying to get just get away from him for yeah, a minute because she, like... she's dealing with some some shit. He's dealing with some shit. Kikyo's dealing with some shit. Everybody has problems. That is actually a good, you know, instead of making worse, let's all just take yeah. a step back, process, and then move on. This is especially tragic after that whole, he tried to get Kagome to stay in her, old, her own time, and she wanted so bad to come back and see him again, and he wanted to see her again. So, but now yeah, there's this, there's... was like, whoa, we are... We're getting too close, and we're not being clear with each other. Yeah, she asks him, you know, do you only see me as a homing beacon? 
I think he doesn't. He just. I need to go home and then go, well, what about the jewel? You're yeah. the only one who could see him. Not the right thing to say at that moment. Yeah. Because then, yes, it is. That is all I am to you. It's a glorified jewel detector. Right. She wants him to express what he keeps proving in his actions, which is like, she means more to him than just. Yeah. Him. She tries to get him to stop following by using the, uh, the binding <laughs> word. Oh, yes. And then uh, Miroku and Shippo come along. And they just go, to twist the knife in. Oh, no. Kagome's fine. I recognize this position. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's just fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kikyo has returned to Kaede and have a, has a conversation with her they should have had probably weeks before. Yeah. So it really is interesting her. It's getting through to her. She's like, yeah. hmm. Like, well... I love this conversation too. That it's like two sisters who are no longer the same person they used to be. Well, and, yeah, poor Kaede is 50 years older. Mm-hmm. And she, her older sister is now like returned from the dead. And then poor Kikyo is her, you know, her younger sister who, you know, looked up to her and everything is now older. And, yeah. And Kaede's wiser, I'd say, now. Yeah, she's had, you know, 50 years of experience. And Kikyo mm-hmm. has been out of touch with the world for yep. a long time. Kikyo did notice that Inuyasha is softer than he used to be. Yeah. There's no more uh, hardness in his eyes. And Kaede says it's that strange girl, that strange girl uh, Kagome is doing. He says, had I lived, that would have been me. Mm-hmm. At sunrise, Kagome has gone to the well, where I'm sure this is another moment you really related to her. She trips on that rock. Oh my god, yes. And I love how she like stops and turns around and she's about to kick that stupid rock and she's like, not the rock's fault. So I I applaud her. I'm not mad at the rock. I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at Yasha. I'm mad at everybody. I've had moments like that. And sometimes I have kicked that rock and it's made things worse, and sometimes I've not kicked that rock. Yeah. So, oh. All the boys are, are following yeah. at a distance. I love that. So sneaking up, like, what she doing? Yeah. What she doing? And she just jumps into the well without hesitating. Like, yeah. And then Hiroshi decides, all right, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Let's I talk about this now. Love this. Yeah. There's Inuyasha speaks about. Uh, he's figured out, oh, she was there this whole time. I merely spoke the truth. Um, he was like, what What happened between you and Kikyo? Mm-hmm. He was like, what happens when you're with a girl? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, you did that. Oh, my God. No wonder why she does that. This is the worst <laughs> news. And he was like, poor Inuyasha. That's his, his naivete, you know. Yeah. He's thinking about a kiss and you're a food. Already to at home plate. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you slid right into home. I didn't even consider the kiss thing. I thought Inuyasha was making an allusion to uh, what do you always do? You break women's hearts. And that's what I did. Oh. But perhaps I'm giving Inuyasha too much credit. Yeah, that. no, I, I, I took it as he meant, uh, oh, it's a kiss, you know, what's Mir- the womanizing Miroku always doing kissing, but. But I want to give him more credit because Inuyasha has these odd moments of clarity where he 
takes a look in the mirror and he does see the trouble he is causing. So maybe it's fine that we see, yeah, I I really screwed things up. I've lost both of them by preferring one over the other (laughs) at inopportune times. Where uh, I think at that point, oh, Kagome comes back. Yeah. She realizes, ah, I left in such a rush. I forgot all my stuff. Mm -hmm. So she comes back. So she's back in in time, sitting in the well, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to Inuyasha and Hiroku. So she hears what is perhaps the worst possible part of the conversation, which is the which do you prefer? Yeah. Let, let's let's make a list of pros and cons. He's just like, uh... Inuyasha, can't I have both? Hmm. Why can't well. I have both? Moroku, <laughs> of course. Uh, the, well, you can. <laughs> tricky, but you can. <laughs> you just can't ever let him know. <laughs> they were rewarded with sit. <laughs> Oof. A big, big <laughs> crater of the ground. Yeah. Like, oh, yes, like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, no. So it's a pretty heavy episode, but it ends pretty. Yes, in a light. silly manner. Yeah, letting us know that uh, it's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be fine, and we'll have more episodes. So, I think right before Inuyasha's confession, when uh, Kagome and Kikyo were talking, um, Kagome tells her, "You know, the dad have only one wish." want to live and she does not want Inuyasha to forget about her and I think Kikyo feels extremely threatened by Kagome Mm -hmm. who is her reincarnation um, and she feels replaced and that perhaps Inuyasha has forgotten about her so I don't I mean I think yeah she hated him but she also loved him Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I feel like it was both pretty equally because as soon as he confesses, yeah, I have thought about you, that it tips the scale, I feel. I don't yeah. think she was trying to kill him out of malice or to avenge her soul or whatever. I think at that point she's, yes, I really did love you, and I really just want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and that's what, that's when Sodoma realizes, because it hurts so much, she wants more from Inuyasha then and she does keep trying to get Inuyasha to vote you know like you mm-hmm. just said to say what he's doing yeah you know? it's just whenever they're together is they talk about everything but what they mean to each other and mm-hmm. they stumble into oh my god you're cuddling into me and, this, and uh, they're avoiding the unthinkable uh, sort of star lord and uh, what's her name Nebula Gamora, Gamora thank you Nebula's the other <laughs> one yeah, but I'm still thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. It's tough with Kikyo, uh, the resurrected one in particular, because we're not talking about a full person. We're talking about a vengeful spirit that has been ripped from Kagome and is only essentially the, the grudge, bad emotion part of uh, what she feels about Inuyasha. I don't think that all she was i think that's all she like told herself she was oh i think that's all she was initially but the longer she exists in japan the more she's regaining uh, the rest the of more her tragic soul 
Yes. The the parts of humanity um, are coming into her, but it because they're tragic souls coming into her, it's also uh, nothing but heartbreak. So the fact that Inuyasha, who has the keyword baggage from uh, Kikyo, uh, can't let her go, and he should, I mean, he didn't exist those 50 years, so he didn't have the proper time to get over her, but still yeah. has those feelings. So I believe it's the wrong thing to say, um, I still love you, and I've never stopped thinking about you. Well, he didn't get his closure. I mean, he came right. back to life and she was already dead. But so it's, it was... it's also not her job to give him that closure. Uh, these two people need to find closure on their own, and it perhaps sets up wrong expectations for this Kikyo spirit. It's like, oh, this means now that we can uh, descend into the underworld together. So it's a, a different sort of relationship dynamic between Inuyasha and Kagome. This is uh, far more intense, uh, far more unhealthy. And I would say that a lot of Kikyo's behavior at this point uh, is a touch of insanity. <laughs> well, I mean... I don't feel bad for any of the characters because when Inuyasha, he's in a tight spot, you know, mm-hmm. that's his love. They, it was a very tragic ending. It wasn't really either of their faults. It was, you know, Naraku drove the wedge between them. Um, and now she's like back, but she's not like fully back. It's like you said, unhealthy. Mm-hmm. They don't, there's no future for them together on earth. Yeah. There's not a way it would work. Whereas then he's, not really admitting it, but he's having feelings for Kagome. Yeah. And then Kikyo's like feeling replaced by this reincarnation of herself. So, you know, she dies and then she comes back to life and she goes, oh, my reincarnation is the one who softened Inuyasha's heart when that should have been me. Mm. I was there first. That, you know, I would have been the one to get through to him had we lived. You're taking my life. <laughs> Yeah, and but then I... <laughs> poor Kagome has got, you know, she's got feelings for this boy who's hung up on his ex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I would say from Kagome's perspective, is like, yeah, yeah, maybe move on to someone else, at least until this guy gets a handle on what he wants, exactly. Because that's, yeah. uh, Inuyasha's struggle is just this baggage that he has and his unwillingness to ad- admit or express any vulnerability to anybody and that vulnerability would be romantic feelings yeah. that he has towards Kagome. We still talked about being a demon. Yes. We still talked about, hey, when we find these little sharks, I'm still going to become a demon. Why do I need to do all these nice things? That's not my, it's not going to matter when I'm a demon. Mm-hmm. So he's still, yeah, he doesn't want to be weak. Um, and kind of like his brother, who's always looked down on him, and his dad for loving humans, loves what he's And uh, this whole situation doesn't help him unlearn that, because the second he speaks the truth, he gets punished for it <laughs> by both women. <laughs> <laughs> not blaming them, necessarily. <laughs> also, uh, I'm not going to even try to make the argument, uh, is it really cheating? Uh, because one is the resurrected version of the other, and the other is the soul of the resurrected. They're the same person. Yeah. They could just. And then they have a super intense, you know, Kagome probably feels inferior because she's the reincarnation, and Kikyo feels replaced by this, like, copy of herself, mm-hmm. who's, like, so different enough to, you know, bring out better qualities. 
I think, you know, if Kikyo and Inuyasha had continued to live, eventually she would have melted his heart. But I oh, think yeah. Kagome has made more progress quicker with Inuyasha than Kikyo would have made. Perhaps. Um, Kikyo certainly did a good job at exposing that vulnerability that he doesn't want to, the romantic feelings. Kagome is actually teaching him uh, some ground-up stuff, which is it's okay to save people, it's okay to have a good moral compass, it's okay to be strong. You can be strong and help people, um, which is really what (laughs) Inuyasha needs to learn first before uh, falling in love with someone. (laughs) So both of these women, if they were just one person, could really, really help him out. (laughs) There's two of them. Oh, well. Oh, do you have a second note? Really a pretty slow episode. Oh. I mean, nothing happens a lot, but it was super intense. Yeah, it's a very rich episode in the subtext category. This isn't one you could just show people either. It's like, yeah, watch this show. Here's this episode. Like, yeah. right, you need to know the relationship between the characters. Yeah. Every once in a while, there's going to be an episode where Harry Kim and uh, oh god, Tom Paris go on a date with the Delaney twins. <laughs> and we just get to see him hang out for a bit. Okay. Uh, and the last thing, um, I'm going to defend Inuyasha for just a second with this final line of why can't I have both? When he says that, it's not in the same sense that Moroku means it. Yeah. It's more, I think it's an expression of frustration. Of, uh, do I have to choose kind of thing? It's not, can they, can these two women just like me <laughs> kind of thing? Yeah. Can we all get along? Yeah. yeah can they I get along together? Can I two-time them? what Miroku's thinking. And Shippo, whose naivete is like a black and white view of, you two-timer. It's like, no, I don't want to two-time them. He doesn't want to choose. He wants them both in his life. Yes. He, although if Kikio were in his life, there would definitely be a romantic element between them. Whereas then Kagome would get short shrift and it's like, hey, where's the jewel shard, lady? Okay. I'm going to make out with this hottie real quick. (laughs) Whereas I don't see that road going in the other direction where he dates Kagome while Kikyo's still around and she has to be constantly reminded of. But I think that's the last thing I wanted to say about their motivations. And like all tragedies, if these characters just communicated with each other, we could solve a lot of problems. (laughs) Got their timing right. Well, we've got 100 something episodes. So. Yeah. So Jim and Pam are not going to get together until season four. But is there, will they, won't they, when they satisfy it, then the show nosedives like friends in the office? Yeah. Although there was the, actually speaking with Frazier, the will they, won't they with uh, Daphne and Niles. Mm. I thought they did a good job because. What about there Maris? Was... Maris? Yeah. They were separated, and then they went through a divorce, and then he met Mel and married Mel. Oh, my God. And Daphne was going to marry Donnie. And David had Pierce. What are you doing? They realized their feelings for each other at Daphne's wedding. Ill-timed. Um, 
So I thought it was, I thought that was really good to see them together. But they still, it still wasn't great. It still took um, a lot of the next season until they were like happy. And I thought I liked seeing them together. I didn't feel like it was ruined for me. Maybe I should give Frasier a try. It always bored me as a kid the second it would come on. I guess I was in high school whenever it was around. But I, the few episodes I saw, they were funny. So I really just needed to give it a let it into my heart. <laughs> yes. I remember the episode where Frasier accidentally leaves his mic on and insults Seattle two times yes. in a row. <laughs> I remember the one where somebody's going to sue him for assault. And then David Hyde Pierce... Uh, confronts him in the restaurant and calls him a he calls him a great intellectual the first time anybody's been in a fight type name yeah and then gets pushed and he like falls yeah it's like, <laughs> <laughs> good acting Niles I did on a fork <laughs> I don't know where they buy a restaurant I didn't see that one. oh my god <laughs> it was fantastic yeah but the look of that show never bored me as much as the look of Seinfeld. I just didn't want anything to do with Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I'd probably like it now. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll get on Seinfeld, and the other one that is usually brought up with uh, "Will they? Won't they?" This is Moonlighting. Yeah. I think they got together in the final season, and the final season is uh, the viewership dropped off dramatically. I remember Caroline in the City, and I do remember when they finally got together. Yeah, but I, I disavowed that show after one of the season twists was, who's the guy that she's going after? I don't remember. I'm an artist or something. I don't know they work together. Yeah. She calls him and leaves a message on his answering machine that confesses like all of his letters. Just call me back. I won't bother you. And then his girlfriend deletes the message. Like, I was like, oh, okay, well, if you're just going to be mean television show and just keep this from me, then I'm not going to watch. And I think of a better uh, reason to keep the characters apart. I'll say Gilmore Girls does it really well with the will they, won't they, that they satisfy midway through the show. And so then uh, some new problems crop up that the characters have to deal with. It's not just a Jim and Pam, like, look how in love they are. It's like, blah. They're wedding. And they're going to Should have happened. What season was the wedding? Five? Six. Six. So it should have happened in five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could speed it up. Because they had a whole season of writer strike. Yeah. Season four was shorter than the other Yeah. Ones. But we'll save that for our office podcast, which I'm sure. I don't even know if there are any. I think the show's too new. Oh. So we should get on that and just talk about The Office. Why? The rise and fall. When did it start? Like 2004 or something? I would go when it ended. When did it end? In 2012? Yeah. Started nine in o- seasons? Started in 05. I believe it was nine seasons. Maybe it ended in 2013. What is time anymore, Lindsay? <laughs> Is that from a different Oh, that's from a different <laughs> anime that we talked about on Super S from the Comic Bastards Network, which I will tell everyone that I did a guest spot on. I think it went very well. 
Very well indeed. I had a lot of perverted jokes that uh, <laughs> they did not cut my mic off for. So that's their fault. Not how we roll. Shout out to Dustin and Robert and Lindsay. Me. Lindsay is a normal guest on that show, or a normal co-host, I should oh. say. Definitely check it out. What a strange tangent we went on. Anyway, <laughs> I guess that's it then for Inuyasha, a.k.a. Love Triangle in Feudal Japan. <laughs> huh? Oh. Bye. Bye. <laughs>